Hey guys, Thorny Still Gaming here with yet another GXG micro episode. On today's episode, I want to talk about Walt Disney World. I want to talk about what Disney's new CEO means for Star Wars future. Before I get into this, please please share, like, and subscribe. Make sure you're listening to it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Anchor.fm. If you'd like to be a part of these podcasts or have any questions for me, please leave a voicemail message over on Anchor.fm's. Uh, the links are down below. All right. So Disney has a new CEO. His name is Bob Chapek. He's taking over for Bob Iger. We take a look at how Star Wars franchise may be impacted by this transition. This article comes from Game Rant. So, or I should say Screen Rant, actually, not Game Rant. <clears throat> Here's what Disney's new CEO means to the future of Star Wars. Earlier this week, Bob Iger, who was the Disney CEO since 2005, stepped down from his position effectively immediately. Disney's Parks chairman, Bob Chapek, was named Iger's successor. Inheriting the most powerful studio in Hollywood today, during Iger's tenure, Disney mass, uh, amassed a massive media empire uh, consisting of several popular subsidiaries, including Pixar, Marvel, Lucasfilm, and it's become com commonplace now for the Mouse of House to release a $1 billion blockbuster. They have had seven in 2019 alone, and meaning to preserve will be on Chapek to keep things rolling at a high level. Now, under Iger's watch, Disney relaunched the Star Wars franchise beginning with The Force Awakens in 2015. That film was unqual unqualified success, earning positive reviews and grossing $2 billion at the box office worldwide. However, in the past handful of years, Star Wars has experienced its fair share of ups and downs. A spin-off movie called Solo, a Star Wars story, was one of the property's first box office bombs in the history of the Star Wars franchise. And this past December, The Rise of Skywalker was the lowest Rotten Tomatoes score of any live-action Star Wars film, though it also grossed over $1 billion. Even Iger admits that Disney rushed out the new Star Wars content too quickly, which is one of the reasons why they won't be doing the new Star Wars movie in theaters until December of 2022. Now, Where's Marvel has to be a, an entire Phase 4 lineup plan, starting with Black Widow this May. There still remains several questions about what's next for Star Wars, and fans know that The Mandalorian Season 2 premieres this fall, but other Disney Plus shows uh, revolving around Cassian Endor or Obi-Wan Kenobi are undergoing rewrites before production. On the film side, details about the upcoming Star Wars movies remain under lock and key, so it's interesting to see how the franchise evolves during JPEG's tenure. Now, it's important to note that even that that, that uh, Bob Iger is no longer Disney's CEO, he's still very much involved with the studio. He's serving as Disney's executive chairman on the board uh, of directors until the contract expires in 2021. This will keep Iger around to help with the transition to JPEG, uh, ensuring that he's as seamless as possible. Now, and means that Iger will still be calling the shots creatively at the company for the next couple of years. So any new Star Wars projects that gets officially announced between now and December 2021, uh, like the new movie from J.D. Diller, will be approved under Iger. Now, everyone at Disney knows how important Star Wars is to the studio. That especially goes for Chapek, who saw Disneyland and Disney World add Galaxy's Edge attraction when he was at Disney's park chairman. Still, he only is good news for Lucas, uh, Lucasfilm. Iger is still there running the show for a little while longer. Nobody has, um, or nobody was going to let the lucrative Star Wars property sit on the shelf and collect dust, but Bob Iger was instrumental in acquiring Lucasfilm back in 2012. Because of the connection, he's likely going to make sure that Star Wars is set up to have a fruitful run uh, along after it's gone. Now, Lucasfilm pur uh, purchased was most of the landmark occasion for Iger, 
uh, for Iger's tenure. So he won't want the corner of Disney Empire to go uh, to waste. Now, Iger isn't the only high-profile member of the Disney family whose contract is up in 2021. Lucasfilm's President Kathleen Kennedy deals expires at the year at, at that year too. Uh, handpicked by George Lucas to run Lucasfilms when he sold to Disney in 2021, Kennedy's tenure uh, as a studio president has been mixed. While she has seen overseen over four $1 billion tentpoles at launch at hit live action TV shows, Lucasfilm has made plenty of unwanted headlines over the years for the numerous disputes with creatives. Now, just about the Star Wars movie under Kennedy encountered behind the scenes issues, assuming that The Last Jedi is only one that got through the production without any snags, and now Disney Plus series are experiencing their own headaches. Production of Obi-Wan is delayed, and the show goes through rewrites, and the Rogue One prequel is nearly canceled before Tony Gilroy came in and saved the day yet again. Kenny is one of the most successful producers in Hollywood history with the executive resumes of Speak for Herself, but there's no denying that Lucasfilm had some major problems with her in charge. The Lord Miller situation of Solo is unprecedented in today's industry. Depending on how much or how things go with the next couple of years, Chapek may want someone else to run Lucasfilm, hopefully avoiding any compilations or complications that have plagued, uh, plagued Kennedy's term. To be fair, it is standard business practice for directors to have a creative differences with massive franchises from time to time, but it's happening at an alarming rate as far as Star Wars is concerned. Some believe that the directors who won't want to work with Lucasfilm uh, because of the firings and which isn't a great reputation to have, as Disney transitions from CEO to another, it might be time for Lucasfilm to go through something similar uh, with new leadership at the top. Now, while Star Wars films are on hiatus and the franchise is staying active in other mediums, this week Lucasfilm finally uh, unveiled uh, details on how the mysterious Project Luminous, announcing the High Republic publishing line, uh, the incentive consists of novels and comics set for 200 years before The Phantom Menace, despite the Republic and the Jedi Order at the peak. It's already been confirmed that no movies or TV shows will overlap with the High Republic books, giving the authors plenty of creative freedom to create the stories. Um, and to mention earlier, Lucasfilm has also had multiple Star Wars TV shows in the works for Disney+. Plus. These will mean the attraction of property of fans wait for movies and to, res and to resume. With the High Republic already on its way, the first wave of books debuted in aug this August, and the Disney Plus shows will be in various stages of development. Chapek doesn't have a whole lot to do with the terms of Star Wars Immediate's future. That could make things a little easier for him, as in one less thing to worry about. There's still little things about the time remaining until Star Wars movies come back in a full force, giving Chapek the company an opportunity to, to iron out things before now, the argument can be made that Star Wars films need to get their mojo back solo was a commercial disappointment, leading to Lucasfilm pulling the plug on the other anthologies. And The Rise of Skywalker as the lowest grossing film in the sequel trilogy. Iger will also help get the ball rolling on the next Star Wars movie's slate, but it will also be up to Chapek to make sure that the galaxy is far, far away remain a dominant force in pop culture. Lucasfilm is reportedly working on a variety of big screen projects, so Chapek may have some tough calls to make. Now, my thoughts with this is that they just have to make sure that they don't redo what they've already done in the Star Wars universe. Now, we talked about it the other day on the podcast on GXG on Thursday night that they, the whiteboard that they did for the High Republic, they, they had a lot of diversity on there. They had a lot of things on there that basically Star Wars fans, that's not what they're about. We don't care. Um if it's diversity or not we just want good stories we don't care 
uh, what color their skin is, what alien types they are. We don't care what their sexuality is. We don't care about any of those things. All we care about is good storytelling with good characters. And on that board, they don't want to have main characters. They also want to be pro or not pro war, which I don't know how you're going to do that with a when the when the actual word is called Star Wars. But I regress. So going forward, I think Chapek has a pretty easy time right now, especially since Iger's still in charge. Chapek is just the head guy right now, but Iger's still pulling the strings in the back. If the rumors are true, Lucasfilm is uh, being taken over by uh, either John Favreau or Dave Fioni, and then on board is George Lucas, which if you listen to one of my older podcasts, I talk about my theory on how Lucas got back into this, and it was his plan all along to be a part of Star Wars without actually running Star Wars, to have that stress about running the stuff. So Lucas is on board creatively, and Kathleen Kennedy is out. She is just not allowed to be on set of season two of The Mandalorian, and she has no creative pull whatsoever in any of the Star Wars going forward. Well, at least in her own hands, right? She could have hired somebody who has the same uh, type of style of thought that could be implemented behind the scenes, and she still can be pulling strings behind the scenes, sort of like the Emperor does. But these are just my thoughts. Let me hear yours. Make sure you share, like, and subscribe. And as always, thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the next one.